Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for dedicated amateur runners who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today we're bringing you a very special guest, Esther Park. Esther is just, I guess the, the easiest way to say it is that she's just an amazing and inspirational figure. She, as you're about to hear, lost her mother when her mother was young and when Esther was young and turned that tragedy into basically a love of running. Uh, it was kind of the long story short, and you'll hear what she's going to say in a second, but along the way, she became a doctor, she became a mom, and now she's just doing extraordinary things with her running. So I'm really excited to bring this episode to you. If you like what you hear, I'd love for you to share it to rate it on iTunes, and to join the Facebook fan page, The Rambling Runner Podcast, where you can get more information like this, articles and videos that we're doing. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm excited to bring you this episode. I hope you enjoy it, and happy running. Hello, Esther, and welcome to The Rambling Runner Podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for joining me. Of course. No, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, you had a pretty busy weekend. I'll say you ran the, the, the Ray Miller 50 miler, which um, on their website, it, uh, it just it mentions the first three aid stations and it mentions mm-hmm. that they're on Hell Hill. And I yes. was intimidated and I wasn't even running the darn thing. Yeah, so it was a, it was quite a course. I can imagine. So I, I can't wait to get into that. Um, you know, as I mentioned in the uh, in the introduction, you know, not only are you an ultra marathoner and a mom, you're also a doctor. You're an optometrist. You certainly have a lot of things going on. And with that being said, while we we scheduled this podcast a couple of weeks ago, we, we set the date in the future, and then I turn around and I all of a sudden I see you in in Nike running ads. What so uh-huh. what is going on? Yeah, so um that just kind of, that just kind of happened. I just met the right people. I run with a uh, run club called the Koreatown Run Club and they invited me to to do that with Nike. So that was uh that was really exciting. So explain to everybody what the Breakthrough LA um what what exactly that is. Yeah, so we had a uh, 5K on Sunday and it was a 5K um that Nike put on just to kind of get the community together and, you know, uh, you know, find your own breakthrough. So, you know, everyone has their own story, why they run, things like that. And so they wanted uh, each person to kind of make a goal of what, you know, whether it's their first 5K or if they're going for a PR, uh, just to find, um, you know, their, that goal, set a goal and kind of go for it. Um, so it was great. It was a great event. A lot of people were out there. Um, just a lot of happy faces. It, it was it was great. And it seemed like a unique 5K. Just some of the video I saw, just in terms of the lighting and how it kicked off. It wasn't, I feel like a lot of the 5Ks I do, and I kind of like this down-home feel of like, you know, it's like a smattering of people near the start line, and then there's like a random horn that goes off and you just kind of kind of it's almost like you, you figure it out on your own whereas this seemed like a whole different ball of wax yeah i think it, it's just you know they wanted to make it uh you know catch people's attention you know just really show what the running community is all about 
Right. So when they first contacted you to make, to get you to be a part of it, uh, what was that like to, to hear from such, um, you know, such a august group of, uh, of running sponsors and also to, to kind of dive into your own personal running story in terms of how you got started? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, a huge honor, right? I mean, it's Nike, it's, um, you know, a few years back, if, if I had been asked to do that, I probably would have said no, like, just out of fear, you know, I'm like, Oh, no, I don't know if I could do it. But, um, you know, that's what running has really taught me is, you know, you just got to go for it. When the opportunities come, you know, you take it. Um, You can't let uh, your own doubts and kind of fears hold you back. So yeah, I, I was just really thankful for that opportunity. Right. And you just mentioned that that the whole idea behind the day was just the whole breakthrough concept. And everyone has their own barriers, and their own reasons for starting or getting over a goal or a hurdle and things like that. So just so just to lay the context for everybody before we get into some of your uh, recent races and then upcoming unbelievable ultramarathon that you're going to do um, in the beginning of 2018. Just tell us the backstory um, of, of why you started running uh, back in college. Yeah, so, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed running. I uh, I never ran competitively in, in high school or college or anything like that, but I would uh, run a couple miles a day, uh, go to the gym, on, jump on the treadmill for 30 minutes to an hour. So it definitely started out um, as kind of like a casual hobby, um, and it just started becoming more a part of my life and my lifestyle. Um, and in college, I actually, uh, actually lost my mom to cancer. And I think that's what got me more into, uh, long distance running, just spending the hours out there, uh, just, uh, helped me get through, uh, you know, the emotional pain. Um, and it helped me to stay strong mentally, uh, emotionally and running reminds me a lot, um, about, of my mom, uh, just like that kind of grit, the perseverance that it takes to go through something like that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what keeps me going and it drives me every time I go out there. So when you, so when you lost your mom, did you, it was kind of, you viewed it in a way as like, it was a, almost like a therapeutic release. Yeah, it definitely was. I didn't have, you know, I was in college, so my family was back at home in SoCal, and I went to school um, in Berkeley near San Francisco. So um, I felt very alone, and I didn't know, you know, what to turn to. So running was always there for me. So what kind of mileage did you end up increasing to in college as you started down that path? Uh, normal runs, I would do anything from probably like five miles to 10. It, you know, the real long distance stuff, like the racing marathons, it actually, um, it's only been in the last uh, two to three years. But even that, even the five to 10 mile mark, that's, that's pretty heavy workload for someone in that age who's not part of a competitive running team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I've always enjoyed it. So, you know, a lot of people say, you know, running starts started for them as uh, kind of like uh, a punishment, you know, <laughs> but for me, it, it running has always been something I enjoyed. And for you, when did it, when did it start moving from a therapeutic release um you know, something that kind of helped you mentally and emotionally to something that you viewed as, you know, something that you could you know, compete in and show the type of grit and, uh, you know, work ethic and relentlessness that you mentioned earlier in connection to your mom. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so after college and grad school, I moved back uh, to SoCal, and one of my friends actually invited me to go to a 5K. It was called Run With Heart um, in, in Venice, and it was with Kevin Hart, um, who uh, wanted to get a group of people together, and it was um, with the Nike Run Club. Uh, to show the community, you know, to start moving and doing something positive. So I went to that, and that's where I, I had my first encounter with the Nike Run Club. And uh, I saw the Pacers out there. It was kind of crazy seeing all these people running together because for so many years I've been running alone. Um, and when I saw that and, you know, running that 5K, I, I immediately fell in love with it, like the group runs. Um, so it kind of transitioned from that. I started going out to their weekly runs. We had like speed runs on Tuesdays and then kind of like, um, you know, a recovery run the next day. And then on weekends, on Saturdays, we would do long runs together. Uh, so meeting people, um, you know, and, and pacers who uh, I'm really good friends with till this day um, encouraged me to sign up for uh, – you know, racing. First, um, I did a 10K, and then a half marathon. And then eventually, I, I ran the LA marathon. So what about that group setting for you, kind of brought out the best in you as a runner? You know, um, I was thinking about this the other day. And you know, when I lost my mom, I felt like I lost uh, the person that encouraged me the most, supported me the most, you know, no matter what I was going through. I mean, moms are this way, right? They they support you. They love you unconditionally. So, you know, having lost my mom at an early age, I really crave that. And and then being in that group run setting where everyone was so supportive of each other and constantly encouraging and, you know, um, telling me, yes, you can do it. So, I think that really drew me uh, to the group run and the community. And now as an ultra marathoner, obviously you can run a very long time <laughs> and over a lot of miles. Um, so what was, what was uh, the biggest hurdle for you in terms of um, being able to, I guess, see yourself as someone who could do that? Um, the biggest hurdle was, just my own self-doubt and fear. Um, I've heard a lot of people tell me, you know, I, I don't think you can do it. I don't, I don't think you should. Or, you know, because it takes a long time, um, you know, it, it's kind of a selfish thing. Like, you know, you're, you have a family, you have a job, and yet, you know, you're kind of going out there spending all those hours. So those things held me back a lot. But um over time, those were kind of the barriers that I had to overcome and and really prioritize, you know, what's important to me. And so, um, yeah, I mean, if it, it, you know, I make it a priority now. I mean, if it's important, if it's something that uh, really matters to you, you find a way to do it. I mean, sometimes I'm up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you know, getting in these runs. So I no longer uh, let those voices uh, take control. That's a great point. And then sometimes I know that this isn't just uh, this isn't just uh, about running per se. It can be, to, be towards any endeavor. But okay. sometimes the people who say like, hey, you know, this is something maybe you shouldn't try to do that. Or are you sure you want to, you know, 
you know, go after such an ambitious goal or do mm-hmm. something um, that remarkable uh, in terms of it just being out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those people are the people who wish you the most in life, you know, like the, your loved ones and the people who really care about you. So how do you deal with um, or I guess work with people who, you know, want the best for you, but on some level might be providing limiting beliefs uh, at the same time. You're right. It It is a struggle. And I, I do still struggle with that. And I know it's because they love me. Like you said, it's the people that are closest to me. Sometimes they, it's out of worry um, and they do want the best for me. So it's something that, you know, I've had to kind of really work hard to make them understand and make them see, like not only through words, but through my actions and the way that I, I live my life, that it does make me a more happier and more fulfilled person. And I think, um, you know, and, and as more time is passing, I think uh, they do see that. And I think, um, you know, that's that's what I hope for, you know, in the future as well, that I would be able to get, you know, that full support. And when you're in a race where you're, you know, you're struggling or you feel like, you know, do I still want to do this? Is this still worth it? Uh I know we've all been there in certain races. Do you feel like at those points that you go towards like the positive side or the negative side? Do you view like, hey, that that spiritual side of like, hey, you know, this is this is something that I'm, I'm born to do. I can see the beauty in this. I can see the beauty in the struggle. Or are you more of the person who says, these these haters thought I couldn't do it, and <laughs> I am going to prove them wrong. You know, it it definitely it's a little bit of both. Um, just this last race um, at the Ray Miller, I took a pretty hard fall at about mile twenty, and you know, till that point, I was moving pretty well, and then I tripped over a rock and I fell, and I was in so much pain. At that point, it was like you know, do I um, just say, you know, maybe I wasn't meant to do this, this really sucks, this really hurts, or it's, you know, get back up, you know, this is why I'm out here to, um, you know, to push through those difficult times. So um, I think it, it, it it's a little bit of both. But in order to get through the race and finish, of course, um, I think it errs on the side of it being more positive. And, you know, those training runs really help. Uh, set that mentality where, um, you know, you fall down, you get back up, you don't give up. And, you know, I think that's what, you know, running teaches you. And and just about the Ray Miller 50 miler. So this race has 14,000 feet of elevation gain and loss is in the Santa, uh, Santa Monica mountains. As I mentioned, I mean, the aid stations on hell hill which is irony at its at its finest frankly um so for you uh obviously you, you took a fall like you said at mile 20 and hey you only had 30 miles to go so, only yeah <laughs> so what was your uh what were your hopes going into the race and what uh how did they shift or change at all uh once the race began and as you went through it yeah so i do have a fear of falling because it's uh Every trail race I've ran, I, I've fallen down. And um, so going into it, it was like, okay, just try not to fall down. Just keep moving, move well. Um, I wanted to finish, um, you know, at around that 11 to 12 hour mark for a 50 miler. So um, I went in and, you know, during the race, I, like I said, the first 20 miles was going well. And then, uh, you know, I took the fall, but 
it, it's like that. It's it's part of trail racing. You know, there's something that's gonna go wrong during the race. So when that happened, I just had to um, you had to deal with it. In my mind, there was no. Uh, there, there there wasn't a thought that you know I wasn't going to finish you know even after I fell I knew um, I was angry you know but it kind of gave me a little bit of fuel at the same time um, that oh man this sucks this happened but you know what I have to figure it out I have to keep moving forward so the next couple of miles actually just kind of walked um, and then my pacer joined me for the last uh, 16 17 miles of the race um, so he really helped me. He encouraged me to keep moving. Um, a lot of positive things. Um, you know, we were just reflecting on. I met him through the Nike Run Club, so we were just reflecting on all the things that we've we've gone through, um, how much I've grown, um, and so he really helped me. And then I fell again <laughs> with him at about mile forty, and um, yeah, I kind of broke down at that point. Um, I couldn't. You know, I started crying a little bit. Um, but he was there, you know, and that's, um, and that's what it's, what it's all about. Sometimes I need help from other people. So him being there, I think, uh, really, uh, helped me to finish this race. And besides the support, how important is experience in ultra marathoning to getting over those periods like that, where, uh, maybe someone who's maybe less experienced might feel like, Hey, this is the end of the road. I can't, I can't do anymore. Whereas it sounds like, and I've never run an ultra marathon, but it sounds like there are so many highs and lows mentally and emotionally and physically in ultra marathon. It's just a matter of just continuing to blast through them. Yeah. So, um, with experience, I think definitely it, it teaches you that, there are going to be lows definitely in every ultra marathon. So um, it's a matter of, of just pushing through it. it, it there's going to be lows. And then, and you know, you might feel like there's just no way you're going to take another step or finish. But if you just move past that and get through the next few miles, then, you know, you start feeling good again. Somehow it, it turns around because it's, it's an entire day of running Um so I think that, uh, you know, someone who may just be starting might be, uh, you know, uh, they might want to give up. But with more practice, uh, I think it you realize that, hey, I'm in a bad spot right now. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to get out of it. And with your training, do you try to do things so that you're comfortable being uncomfortable so that in that race setting, it's not exactly a foreign experience? Yeah. So um, sometimes I'll do uh, runs where I'll try to be on my feet for a very long time, five, six hours. Um, I don't avoid bad weather. Like if it's raining or, or, you know, if it's really hot, I use that opportunity to say, Hey, this, it might be like this on race day. So you don't shy away from those, uh, those adverse conditions. What's the worst weather you've ever run? In? Um, probably when it was, when I was in Haiti, I mean, hot, hot weather, really humid. So just, you know, and no shade, just really hot. Like you're running in the sauna. Oh, geez. Louise. Yeah. So do you search it out? Like, do you say, all right, 
I'm not going to run in the morning if I don't have to, because that way I can run in the heat of the day. Or do you say like, hey, it's going to rain this afternoon. I'll push my run to the afternoon. Like, do, you, do you search it out that way? Or is it just like, hey, you set your schedule and you run whenever you say you're going to run, no matter what happens? Yeah, you know, um, I I run pretty much every day. Um, I take maybe one day out of the week off. So I'll take whatever whatever weather it is on that day. I, I go out. Sometimes it's around, um, you know, work schedule or, you know, when my uh, son is at school. So, um, yeah, I just go out and do it. No, that's great. And as I mentioned in the intro and we kind of alluded to it earlier and you just talked about Haiti right now, you got a big a big race coming uh, the, uh, in, a, in a couple months. So you're going to be running again, running across Haiti, the entire mm-hmm. island. 230 miles in seven days this is going to be your second time doing it and this is just this blew my mind (laughs) when i was reading about this and i was reading some articles about you and your background and uh and this is this really is uh something else so uh just going back just quickly how did this even come into your consciousness and why did you decide to do it the first time yes so i learned about uh, Team Tassie, or now they, it's called Work, but it's an organization um, that started about uh, with about seven seven runners in 2015. Um, they ran across from Capetian to Jacmel to raise money for uh, the families we support there, who are living in difficult conditions and poverty. Um, so I met the executive director of work through the local run club, the Koreatown Run Club. Um, applications were out, and I saw a post on Instagram, actually, um, about this run and why they're running, and uh, I, I immediately applied for it, and uh, they accepted me. So I ran last year, and I'm um, going to be running it again uh, this upcoming February. And did I read this right, that, that your team raised roughly $200,000 last year? Right. So every runner um, is responsible for raising a certain amount of money. And, yeah, we're, we've grown. Last year we had 20 runners raise that amount. And for 2018 we have over 30 runners. So we're really excited. Yeah, I can imagine. It's it probably the, the, the more the merrier, I would assume, on some level, oh, yes. you get the, the bigger group. Mm-hmm. Um, and also anyone who's listening to this, not only does Esther have a link to her uh, CrowdRise funding page on her Instagram account, which we'll give out uh, at the end of the, the podcast, but we also are going to have a link to the, that same link in the show notes to this podcast. So if it's something you want to donate to, certainly I know Esther and I would really appreciate it. Um, so one thing that you mentioned in an article uh, last year was this was a quote that I thought was a uh, was very poignant. You said, uh, "quote Suffer for what you're passionate about." Mm-hmm. And for you, obviously, running across the entire island of Haiti is going to involve some suffering. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so, so what are you passionate about, and how does running or a, any of these races, um, you know, help you towards those ends? Yeah. So. Running has really helped me find kind of my reason why, uh, you know, reason uh, why I'm working hard in life and in running uh, that kind of lights this fire in me uh, that keeps me motivated every day when I wake up. Um, And for me, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's 
you know, about being able to give back with what I have. I mean, I think each person has their own unique, you know, uh, gift or talent. And, you know, when we put all of that together, when we start working together, uh, I think we can accomplish so much more. I mean, this run across Haiti, it takes a lot of work, a lot of people, a lot of crew um, to be able to do something like this. So for me, um, you know, it's so much more meaningful when you're able to share uh, your journey with other people, um, a sense of what's possible. It grows, it, it expands, and I think it is very empowering. So, um, yeah, I, I just want to use um, this platform, you know, to help other people uh, really make, you know, uh, I think about my mom a lot and just how limited her footsteps were, the time that she had. Um, and, you know, you just never know uh, when your time uh, might expire. So I want to use, you know, what, you know, my passion, my running um, to, to get to give back and just make the best of what, you know, I have. And, and that's what I help for others, too, is to don't hold back, you know, just you know, use your gift, you know, however small or, or big it may be, use that to, uh, you know, to help others and to give back. Well, thank you for doing it. And, and I'd love to hear about what you're planning from a training perspective over the next two months to get ready, uh, especially given the fact that you just ran a 50 miler through the mountains. Mm -hmm. So what does the next two months look like in order not only to recover from what you just did, but to prepare you for this, this race? Yeah. So I'm definitely taking a, a few days off, maybe a week um, to recover. And then I'll slowly uh, get back into training. Um, you know, the first, you know, couple of weeks, I'll, I'll just build the base, just getting in the mileage uh, towards um, the ladder. Um, the, we had, we had a coach kind of guiding us through the process and they wanted us to work up to like um, about a hundred miles per week um, for the run. So yeah, just consistently being able to do that. Um, and uh, I might squeeze in a couple of, you know, uh, races as training runs as well. Um, because in Haiti, there, there's so much, so much different terrain from road to, to mountains. So just being able to do that uh, in the next two months. So when you're doing a 100-mile week, how many of those days are doubles versus just doing one single run? Uh, what do you mean by double? Like if you run like, twice a day. Oh, um, I usually, yeah, I usually just run once a day. I don't have time to do two runs in one day. So I'll, I'll try to do like a really long run. I'll try to do like about a marathon and then, um, you know, maybe the next day try to do like a 20 mile or something like that to, you know, to squeeze in a hundred in a week. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Going back to say when you were 23, 24, if you could peer into the future and hear yourself saying what you just said. Mm -hmm. Like I would run a marathon and then the next day <laughs> I'll run 20 miles. What would you be thinking about what you just said? Um, probably crazy. <laughs> 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 you know, like how? Um, yeah. <laughs> It really is. It really is extraordinary. So it, 
I'm assuming, again, I am not an ultra runner. And frankly, I have no desire to be. It's, I don't think I'm <laughs> tough enough, frankly. Um, but what type of buildup from a year's standpoint did it take you to, to incorporate, to go from basically, you know, 40 mile weeks up to 100 mile weeks? Yeah, um, I would say probably about two, two years. Um, just working, working up. Yeah. Every week. Um, just the consistency, the hardest part is finding time. Um, but like I said, now it's just become a part of my life. It's, it's a lifestyle. So, um, I don't make it a choice when I wake up, like, Oh, am I going to go for a run today? It's just, I do it. Like, it's like brushing my teeth. I, every day I, I get up and I try to get in as many miles as, uh, as time allows. So do you do any tricks either the night before or in the morning to ensure that there's no hurdles or stands between you and getting out the door? Um, no, it just, I just do it. I, I don't really think about it too much. I'll take, you know, if I have hurdles, I'll, you know, figure it out as I go. I mean, I carry a couple of dollars in my, in my uh, running pack. Um, I'll stop at, you know, a Starbucks or, you know, 7-Eleven or whatever. If I need water or if I'm getting really hungry, I'll, you know, buy a snack and eat it and go. <laughs> right. Like, I know I know for me, like, I need to set out my running clothes, my running shoes. And now that it's winter, like, my hat, my gloves, I have to do it all the night before. Because I swear my subconscious is looking for any reason to say, oh, no, <laughs> you can't do it. Let's just move it to the afternoon, and then the afternoon is like, oh, well, you missed your time this morning. Let's just do it tomorrow. Oh no, I, uh, yeah. You you got it unlocked. You're you're, you're a pro at this point. It's pretty. It's pretty simple, right? I just get into my running clothes, put on some shoes, and go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, and then we talked a little bit earlier about kind of inner self-talk during a race, during during those tough times. And you had a very interesting quote on this. Uh, You said, "Don't stop." Don't complain. Don't cry. Don't let too much emotion come out. You need to push yourself physically. Mm-hmm. Now, that's very straightforward. But for you, was that a mindset that you've always had? Or is that something you've grown into? Um, I've always been pretty stubborn for people that know me. Once I set my mind on something, I, I will, you know, do anything to, to finish. I don't like... I don't like failing. I don't, I mean, who does, but you know, whether it's, you know, physical pain or mental pain, I I'll find a way to do it. If I said, I'm going to do something, you know, just do it. What's the excuse. I, I really feel like you just have to, you can't give yourself any like room or, you know, that space to, to, to stop or give up you just have to do it it's simple you just keep going unless there's something you know really um that's just gonna be you know detrimental to your health or something like that i yeah i don't give myself that option it's funny so you've you've basically either either you came up with it or you've internalized like the nike motto just do it i mean it's, it's, <laughs> you you got it down now yeah it's kind of funny um yeah i i don't know maybe it's something that has just been in me or or just that experience with my mom too it's 
it's like some people might want to do this and they can't and I get to do this so 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 why not you know I love it. I love you like the anti-procrastinator. <laughs> I, I'm, I am beyond jealous at this point. All right. So uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So we're going to get into just a couple questions here at the end, a um, couple, sure. couple quick ones, and then we'll, when we'll get going, and I'll make sure I send out um, the link to your fundraising page. And anyone who wants to follow you on Instagram can do so at, at Esther P1. So number one E. So it's E-S-T-H-E-R-P. The number one and E. So for you, you're going out on a run. Are you wearing headphones or no headphones? Uh, usually headphones. All right. And what are you listening to? I'm listening to your podcast, Matt. <laughs> hey, hey, Esther. I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad I told you to say that. That worked out great. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, very, you know, motivating to hear from runners you know beginners to elite so i do that or or just music yeah okay and if it's music what is it i listen to a lot of christian music <laughs> okay all right um and for you what is the best advice that you give others on running that you have trouble following yourself uh on running that i have trouble uh my biggest thing is um yeah, fear. I think, uh, you know, there's just that fear of um, not being good enough or listening to what other people are saying. So I would say, uh, yeah, just listen to your own instincts, what your heart is telling you. And, you know, don't be afraid and, and go for it because you never know what opportunities might come. Um so, yeah, that would be it. So I, listening to you, I'm mo I am extremely motivated to go out and run. I want to run a double session today. <laughs> this is really getting me excited. Uh, but for you, who motivates you in your running? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, I want to say God. Um, without my faith, I, you know, wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, second is definitely my mom, although she's not here um you know the way that she fought through you know uh the difficult times with so much grace and just being able to smile until the very end is something that i draw a lot of strength from and that i hope you know um that i'm showing through my running that you know through difficult times i i want to still have joy um you know, through those times. And then lastly, it's definitely all of my peers, my fellow runners, uh, the good people uh, around me that, you know, are also working hard each day. And, you know, everyone has their own battles. So that really motivates me and inspires me uh, to go after uh, the, my goals and not give up. All right. And if you could only run one more race the rest of your life, but you could run it every year, which race would it be? Oh, hands down to run across Haiti. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, hey, that's, that's good thing because it will take you a whole year to recover from it. So that's <laughs> it works out, yeah, perfectly. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So, what is kind of in the other direction? What for you is a bucket list race that you have uh, been so far unable to check off? Oh my gosh, Western States. 
Oh, so, the the, pre- the preeminent ultra marathon. You know, the the lottery was on the same day as the Ray Miller. So um, during the Ray Miller, I didn't have cell reception, so I couldn't check. So the first thing I did when I got home was, you know, look into the Western States lottery. Did I get in? And I looked, I searched for my name like five times. I'm like, no. Oh, no. But you know what? It's okay. You know, it's, you know, ne- there's always next year something that I can work towards. There you go. Yeah. See, when it's your time, you'll, you'll just you'll just kill it. You'll be so prepared. <laughs> and then lastly, again, thank you so much for your time. Last question. Who is your dream running partner? My dream running partner. Do you, uh, do you know Sally McCray? I don't think I do, no. She, uh, yeah, so she was, uh, or she still is. She's a coach at the Nike Run Club, and she inspires me so much um just as she's a mom as well um she does ultra marathons so to be able to run alongside her and just share uh, our experience together would be would be so awesome that's great so thank you so much esther this has been fantastic if i don't talk to you beforehand good luck with uh with run across haiti and anyone listening to this Please give if you can. It certainly is a, a wonderful thing uh, that Esther's doing. So thank you so much for your time and everything you're doing for the running community. Oh, thank you. You as well. Thank you for uh, allowing me to share my story. My pleasure. Have a great day. All right. You too. Have a good day.